Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for December 12, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. I only have a few more messages to go before I shut it down for this year and I take a little bit of a break because we all need a break. Uh, but one of the parables I had not covered was the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. And this was one where I was like, oh, I need to cover that before I close out the year. This is actually, I love this parable. Uh, and I love talking about it because it's something that people don't talk about today. So the title of today's message is Pearls from the Parables, part 114. So we have 114 messages on the parables. And here it is. Here's the title. Eternal Consequences. Put in the chat. Eternal Consequences. Heaven or Hell. I'm going to talk about heaven and hell today. I'm going to talk about heaven. I'm going to talk about hell. And I'm going to talk about eternal consequences. Put that in the chat. Get ready for the word. Yes, we're going to talk about eternal consequences today, and I'm excited about it. Well, I remember when I first started preaching, uh, one of the, the preachers that I was, you know, uh, I, 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 I surrounded myself with preachers because I wanted to learn. You know, I was like, hey, I'm going to be a preacher. So, you know, what do preachers talk about when they eat? That kind of thing. But anyway, one of the preachers I was with, uh, actually Clarice Burnett is watching right now. Clarice, uh, one of the, the preachers that was with us. Uh, he, he used to say, I preach as never sure to preach again as a dying man to dying men. And it was a reminder to me that we have to preach the gospel. We have to remind people that while we get caught up in the, in the vicissitudes of life and all the things that we're doing on a daily basis, that we do have an eternal destination. And so it's sometimes people forget about heaven and hell, and they have to be reminded. And so I preach as never sure to preach again as a dying man to dying men. Psalms 126 and verse four. Is a scripture we've been looking at all year. I'm going to just read it for you again. I want to get this down in your spirit. If you have any area of your life that's dried up, the Lord is going to restore it. This is what the Bible says. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Do it again for me. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Put in the, in the chat, no dry areas for me. All right. So in Luke chapter 16, Jesus taught a parable that is very important. I'm going to share this parable and then we're going to talk about it. You ready? This is what the Bible says. There was a rich man. Jesus is telling this story. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple. And so if you know anything about that from the Old Testament in that time, purple, to get the color purple was a very expensive process. So if you were dressed in purple, you have money. He was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate, there was a beggar named Lazarus. Lazarus was covered with sores. He was always longing to eat from the scraps from the rich man's table. Even dogs came and licked his sores. That's nasty. The time came that the beggar Lazarus died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. I'm reading the New International Version. Another translation says Abraham's bosom. Abraham's bosom, by the way, is, is, is like... Um, basically where people went before Jesus came. Now, when we die, we go to heaven, uh, but, but people were in Abraham's bosom. And so he died. Angels carried him to Abraham's bosom. 
the rich man also died and he was buried. But in Hades, another translation says, in hell, he lifted up his eyes where he was in torment. And he looked up and he saw Abraham far away. And Lazarus, the beggar that, that was outside of his house, was next to Abraham. So he called to Abraham and said, Father Abraham, have pity, have mercy on me. I need you to send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. I'm going to teach about this in a minute, but their bodies are buried. So when he says dip his finger, what finger? When he said cool my tongue, what tongue? Oh, I'm going to teach because I am in agony and I am on fire. But Abraham replied, son, you got to remember that in your lifetime, you received your good things while Lazarus received bad things, but now he's comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all of this, between us and between you, there's a great chasm so that you can't go from here to there and you can't go from there to here. No one can cross over this chasm. He answered, then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers, and they don't know about heaven, they don't know about hell, so I have five brothers, warn them so that they, they don't come here. I don't want my brothers who are still alive to come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, well, they have Moses, they have the prophets, they should listen to them. In other words, he was like, they have the word, they need to listen to the word. There's people that's not listening to the word and they're going to wind up where they wind up. So no, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they're going to repent. So maybe Lazarus could tell them and Lazarus could tell them to repent. He said to them, no, if they don't listen to Moses, if they don't listen to the prophets, if they're not listening to the word, then they're not going to be convinced if somebody goes, not even if a spirit went and told them, repent. They're not going to repent because they have the word and they're not listening to the word. Oh my God, this is so good. So what does this mean for you today? I'm going to teach on this today. I don't know if I'm going to teach on it tomorrow, but there's a lesson in this. Like you got to pay attention. I'm talking about, this is, this is not something that people talk about today, right? You look on Instagram, you know, you know, and, and everybody, you look on, on social media, everybody's talking about money, 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 but this is not what talk. I mean, like this is stuff people don't talk about. I need to talk about it. It's in the word. You ready? What does this mean for you today? I have five things to share with you this morning. I want you to open up your heart to receive. Put in the chat, I'm ready to receive. This is serious business. You ready? All right, number one. Jesus made it clear that some people are going to wake up in heaven. In this case, it was Abraham's bosom, but later it was heaven. Some people are going to wake up in heaven, and some people are going to wake up in hell. Put in the chat, heaven and hell are real. This parable speaks of a great chasm. Now, some I, I don't know why, but sometimes I talk to Christians and say, oh, I don't believe in hell. Well, I don't know what Bible you're reading, but I'm not saying I believe in hell. I, I believe, I mean, it's just, it's in the word. This is not, this is not a mystery. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you're going to live forever in one or two places. So you, I mean, this is either you're going to wake up in heaven or you're going to wake up in hell. And the parable speaks of a chasm between both places where you can't cross over. So once you're there, you're there and you can't go over to the other side. So this parable makes it clear that there is comfort in heaven and there is torment in hell. And this is for eternity. So either eternally, you will be rejoicing in heaven or in eternity, you will be in torment in hell forever. You know how long forever lasts? Forever. 
<laughs> forever is forever, right? It, it is eternal. This parable illustrates the finality of our earthly decisions within the context of our eternal destination. The decisions that we make today in time will determine where we spend eternity, period. Like, I mean, like you need to, like this is a sobering reminder. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This parable serves as a stark reminder of the realities of heaven and hell. I know people don't like to talk about this today, but I have to preach it. It underscores that our choices on earth have eternal consequences. Put in the chat, there are eternal consequences to my decisions and actions today. Jesus uses this parable to encourage a life of righteousness and joy and peace and compassion and empathy. This parable highlights the urgency of spreading the gospel and living the gospel on a daily basis. This, this parable is a reminder that we have to tell everyone everywhere that Jesus died for them and we have to give them the word and let the word speak and we can't make excuses for the word. I preach the word of God and I'm not gonna water it down for you and I'm not gonna sugarcoat it for you. If you die and you don't know Jesus, you're going to hell. That's what the Bible teaches. End of story. If you die and Jesus is your Lord, you're going to heaven. That's what the Bible teaches. End of story. John said it this way. God has given us this testimony. Here's the testimony. God has given us eternal life. That life is in his son. He that has the son has life. He that has not the son of God has not life. That's it. I, I, whenever I quote that, I like to say, what are your questions? That's about as easy as I can say it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I'm not ashamed of it. I'm going to preach the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Say amen to that. Oh, I'm preaching now. Number two, the real you is a spirit, and your spirit will live forever in one of two places. There is no third option. Let me be, let, let me be clear about this. The real you is a spirit. And the real you, who is a spirit, is going to live forever in one or two places. There is no third option. So either you wake up in heaven or you wake up in hell. End of story. There's nothing else. I'm not going to get into what other people think, but there is no third option. So our physical life on earth is temporary, but our spirit is going to live forever. Our spirit lives eternally. So when you understand this, it should shape your priorities, your decisions, your actions. Our spiritual state is far more important than our physical comfort or our social status, right? This guy had all this stuff and he didn't care about nobody. He was all selfish and he was living that way. And now he's in torment. He was like, go tell my family, go tell me. Well, now it's too late. See, this parable teaches us to invest in our spiritual well-being and our relationship with God and to make the main thing, the main thing. Jesus is the main thing. I'm not going to make no excuses for it. Jesus is the main thing. And so we need to keep the main thing, the main thing. This, this parable is teaching us that if you get caught up in material things and you neglect the salvation of your soul, you will pay for it in eternal torment. End of story, right? So if you get caught up in making your life about stuff and you neglect the salvation of your soul, you're going to pay for it in torment forever. It reminds us to care for our soul. It reminds us to repent on a regular basis. It reminds us to make Jesus our Lord. It reminds us to live a life of, of humility and grace before the Lord. 
if worship and prayer and praise and, and the word and scripture. So this, this parable is, is teaching us to reflect on where we are right now and, and, and making sure that we're not living our lives in the temporary without regard for the eternal, right? And so we have to understand that the eternal nature of our spirit should help us grasp the enormity of what Jesus did for us. And so, so we are going to live forever. Like, think about it. Like, I mean, this is not a joke. This Sorry, is, this is, this is serious. We need to, we need to consider the eternal consequences of our decisions. Number three, those who die and go to hell will regret their decisions to reject God, but it will be too late for them. So the rich man in hell was pleading for his family members who are still alive. He wanted them to learn the truth. And they were like, no, I'm not going to go tell them nothing. They got the word and they're rejecting the word. <laughs> and so you like, like, you know, better, you just don't want to do better. There are people right now that know the gospel, but they just reject the gospel. The rich man's regret is illustrating to us the importance of us making the wise decisions while we still have time. So if you're, if there's air still flowing through your lungs and blood still flowing through your veins, that means that God has still given you time. If you have not accepted Jesus as Lord, you better do it today. You can be here today and gone today. The parable is teaching us it is a sober reminder of the consequences of ignoring God's call. They that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. They that do not are going to hell. That's it. And Jesus said, those of us that are going to heaven are on a narrow path. Those that are going to hell, that's a wide path. I know that people don't like to talk about this today, but I have to preach the gospel. It shows us that earthly wealth, earthly status will provide no comfort in the, uh, in the afterlife. If you have a bunch of stuff down here in this world and you just live for what you have from an earthly possessions perspective and you don't know Jesus and you go to hell, then all the money, the cars, the houses, the fame, the women, the sex, the drugs, none of that is going to provide you any comfort in hell. So the rich man's plea is signifying to us the, the urgency of preaching the gospel and living a life of obedience and faith. It is encouraging us to witness to others about the love of Christ and the reality of salvation. We have to tell people, like for real, like there is a heaven, there is a hell. Do you know Jesus? This parable is a call to repentance. It is, it is, it is urging us to turn to God and to remain on the path that God called us to walk down from the, from the foundations of the world. It is teaching us that our actions and our decisions in time have a lasting impact, not just now, but in the world to come. I know that hell is not discussed, discussed much today, right? I know that today people tune in, oh, Brother Pena, talk to me about winning in life right? Yeah. People want to hear all these preachers say money cometh to me now, right? People, yeah. You want to hear about winning in life. You want to hear about going to the next level. I teach about all kinds of stuff. I teach about whatever's in the Bible, right? I teach about love, repentance, relationships, money, salvation, heaven, whatever's in the Bible. I'm going to teach it. I got it. I know that people would rather learn about winning in life and going to the next level, but let me just very be clear about something. It's this parable is a reminder that if you think you're winning in life, but you're not born again, if you think you're winning in life and you lose your eternal soul, then you never won. 
Like, I mean, like, like winning in life means nothing if you are not winning in Jesus. Jesus famously asked this question in Mark chapter 8, verses 36 and 37. What shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and yet lose his soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? The rich man in the parable, he was like, I, I would give up all the money. Everything I had, I would just give it up to be over there where Lazarus was. He was like, well, now it's too late. It was too late for him. But if you're watching this video, it's not too late for you. If you have not accepted Jesus as Lord, listen, Jesus died for your sins. And if you have not made Jesus as Lord, you should do it today. Today is your day of salvation. Call upon him. They that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Number four, uh, whatever your spirit looks like. Oh, I like this point. I love teaching this point. My last two points. Here, listen, number four, whatever your spirit looks like, it resembles your physical body. Let me explain. The parable speaks of the rich man and Lazarus in first person. Let me put my teaching hat on for a minute. So now Jesus is talking about the rich man and Lazarus. Both of them died. Their physical bodies are in the ground, right? In hell, the rich man lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham and saw Lazarus. Now, the, Jesus refers to them in first person. Their bodies are in the ground. Their spirits are what is alive. Jesus is referring to their spirits in first person. Your spirit is the real you. Okay, I have on this shirt. This shirt takes on the form of Rick Pina because Rick Pina is in it, right? If I, if I take off the shirt and Rick Pina walks out of the shirt, the shirt is going to fall down to the ground because I'm no longer in it. So, so my spirit is the real me. My spirit, who's the real me, is inside of this body right now. One day, my spirit, who's the real me, is going to walk out of this body. If I walk out of this body while this body is standing up, then the moment I walk out of the body, the body is going to fall to the ground. That's it. It's just going to fall to the ground because I'm no longer in it. Now, I will still be alive, but this body, it came from dust and to dust it shall return. But me, the real me, a spirit, is still going to be alive. So, so let me explain. The parable is teaching about the rich man and Lazarus still being alive. And then notice that the rich man says, hey, Abraham. Okay, first of all, he recognized Abraham. So whatever your spirit looks like, it looks like you. It looks like your physical body. It, you will be recognizable. Like, like you and I, we're going to be able to recognize each other in heaven. You, you will be recognized, and some people will recognize themselves in hell. I'm not going to be there, so I don't know. But you will be recognizable. Whatever your spirit looks like, it looks like you. You will be able to, he recognized Abraham. He, re he recognized Lazarus. Not only that, he says, hey, Abraham, tell Lazarus to dip his finger in the water. Whoa, what finger? His body's in the ground. So whatever your spirit looks like, it has a finger. He says, tell Lazarus to dip his finger in water and cool my tongue. What tongue? His body was in the ground. So whatever your spirit looks like, it has a tongue, right? So, so, so what does your spirit look like? I guess it's going to look like this, but in spirit form. And so now, so, so you're going to look like you're going to live forever in a spirit. And you're going to look like that now. For those of us that are going to heaven, one day we'll get a glorified body. That's a different teaching. Read the book of Revelation. But I'm just telling you, like, this is all in the Bible. So Abraham died thousands of years before this parable. He was still recognizable. And he was, he was there, right? And so he was still alive. 
And this parable is suggesting that there is continuity between our physical earthly existence and our spiritual existence. Whatever your spirit is going to look like is going to look like what you look like now. So there's a connection between our body and our spirit and our identity. So we're going to be recognizable in the world to come. We're going to be able to identify each other in the world to come. And we're going to look like this in the world to come, maybe even nicer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so this aspect of the parable reminds us that our bodies are simply the temple of the Holy Spirit. And it also reminds us that there's a connection between the life that is now and the life that is to come. So we better make good decisions now. Put in the chat, I make good decisions now. Okay, number five, last point for today so I can let you go. Our earthly actions have eternal implications. The parable teaches us that how we live our lives now in time will echo in eternity. How we live our lives out now in time will echo in eternity. It shows us that acts of compassion and righteousness are not just good deeds, but they have lasting significance. Like this man missed the opportunity to be a blessing. He had money and he could have used that money to be a blessing, but he refused to do it. This story is a reminder that we're supposed to use our resources, time, talent, treasure, everything that God blesses us with to be a blessing. It underscores the importance of being mindful of the less fortunate of extending grace to them, of being a blessing, of being compassionate, being empathetic. I've told you many times that I believe that the purpose of prosperity is evangelism. The whole point, God is the God of more than enough. God wants, listen, God is not against wealth. How could God be against wealth? Deuteronomy chapter eight and verse 18 says, God gives you the power to get wealth. I mean, so God is not against wealth, but God wants you to use wealth for the advancement of his kingdom. God wants you to use wealth to fund his kingdom projects all over the world. God wants you to use wealth to be a blessing to the less fortunate. God wants you to use wealth to show kindness and compassion and empathy and mercy. God wants you to use the wealth for his glory. So this man refused to do it and he didn't have a relationship with God and he woke up in hell and he regretted it and he's going to regret it forever. So this is a warning against selfishness. It's a warning against self-righteousness. It's a warning. It's a reminder that, that we're supposed to live our lives to glorify God in this world. And this parable encourages us to use our earthly resources, time, talent, treasure, whatever God gives me for the advancement of God's kingdom. And it also reminds us to prioritize things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We got to be reminded that, that what's important in life, Jesus, our eternal salvation is what is important. And so we want to maximize our purpose and potential while we're in the land of the living. But the number one thing we have to do is accept Jesus as Lord. Say amen to that. I got it. I got it. This is not one of those messages that a lot of people want to hear, but I'm a priest the gospel. I, I don't make any excuses for it. This is a message I'm going to need you to share. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I openly believe in the realities of heaven and hell as revealed through your word. I commit to living a life that honors you. I acknowledge the eternal consequences of my decisions. I have repented of my sin. I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord. And my salvation is secure in Christ and Christ alone. The real me is a spirit. My spirit will live forever with you. You lead me to quickly repent 
whenever I'm going astray and get back on your path. So I acknowledge the continuity between my physical existence and my spiritual identity. I will be recognizable in heaven and I will live forever. Therefore, I live today in preparation for my tomorrow. I live a life that honors you in this world and in the world to come. I know it will be too late to tell people about Jesus after I'm dead and gone. So I'm going to tell them now. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is your power for salvation to everyone that believes. And I'm going to use your resources to advance your kingdom and to be a blessing to other people. I will leave a legacy of righteousness that outlives me. Living with this mindset, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, why would you not sign up to get the notes? You get it for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, get it, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you more. I want you to have an amazing day. But I also want you to remember and recognize and meditate and ponder what you heard today. This is the gospel. We got to talk about it. There are eternal consequences. Heaven and hell are real. We need to tell people about Jesus. It will be too late once we're dead and gone. So let's tell them now. Do me a favor. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Tell people about this message. Tell people that they need to watch it and to make sure they watch it. I mean, this is not a joke. We need to share the gospel. And then, so do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you, and then share it. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.